Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 91. Where you've been is not where you're going. Hey, this is Matt McWilliams from The World Changer Show and mattmcwilliams.com, and you're listening to the Strategic Living Podcast with my friend and fellow world changer, Brian Holmes. Prepare to be transformed. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. Great to have you with us here on the Strategic Living Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes. I am your host on this journey, and it is a pleasure to have you with us. We are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies, and oh yes, I believe that if enough of us get engaged in what it is that we were created to do, we can change the world. Going to be an awesome program today. I'm actually sharing with you in depth more of my story over the last several years, the transition we've been on. I can't wait to share that with you, everybody. Let's get started. Well, thanks for being here today, and it is another episode, episode 91, actually. It's hard to believe that we're creeping up on episode 100. That's right, the century mark of the Strategic Living Podcast. It's going to be an awesome thing once we arrive at that. In fact, I've got some cool things planned. I hope you'll hang around with us and tell some folks about uh, what we're doing here, because as we approach that really big landmark for this program We've got some wonderful things planned for you. Well, I want to talk to you today from my heart about the journey of life. But more importantly, I want to talk to you from the standpoint of where you have been in your life, be it today, yesterday, last month, last year, the last season of your life. I want you to be assured that's not what's ahead of you. And our tendency as human beings is to live in the past. We can be very present today in the moment. We can be here today, uh, whatever the day is in 2015. But we can, <laughs> we can have our heads in the past. I almost said our heads somewhere else. We can have our heads there too. But what do I mean by this? I mean that every single day there's new mercy. Every single day there are new opportunities. Every single day, we awaken to the possibility of new ideas. Every single day, we awaken with new hope. Maybe even some days you find yourself crossing paths with someone who could be a potential new relationship in your life, an important one. Every day, every sunrise brings about new possibilities, yet we tend to see our present and even our tomorrow through the lens of yesterday. We, we tend to view things through an obscure set of glasses that have been shaded by our past. I have a question for you, actually several of them. Why do we filter out today's light with yesterday's clouds? I want you to think about that. Why do we bring the darkness and the struggle, maybe the frustration or the confusion or the disillusionment 
that we've experienced in a previous day or season, why don't we drag that into our today? Many of us give up literally before we even start a new day. Why do we tend to shape possibility on the basis of what has been or or maybe what used to be? I, I don't know about you, but I become very frustrated when I hear people say, well, we've never done it that way before. We've Or we've always done it that way. I was in a particular setting not too long ago and and we had a phenomenal idea about how we could serve this group of people and do this deal. And some of the people that have been doing that deal for a very long time didn't like the idea of the new deal we wanted to do because their 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 go-to default was, well, we've never done it like that before. We've always done it this way. You know what? I don't care how you've done it in the past. Today's a new day. And if fresh, creative, blessed ideas emerge in today, why not embrace those? Why are we often blinded to the new thing that God wants to release in our lives? Because we are so fixated on the failure of yesterday or the ceiling that was yesterday. You know, when you think about it, right now is the best time for you to decide how your future is going to play out. Or the best time would have been six months ago, but the second best time is today. Today, the sun came up over the horizon just as it does every single morning. And each of us were given an opportunity to dream again, to believe again, to grab a hold of that hope again. And I came by here today to let you know that where you've been is not where you're headed. Where you have been stuck is not where you are doomed. Where you have been As far as your existence, your level of prosperity and blessing and flow and encouragement and and excitement about life, wherever you've been, whatever you've been experiencing is not the end. Where you've been is not where you're going. In this episode, I want to challenge you to think in terms of what is God saying? What is God doing? What has the journey looked like to this point and what is God inviting you to experience As you go forward in this episode, where you've been is not where you're going. A week or two ago, I was In the mountains of Colorado, in fact, I was in the beautiful town of Lake City. It's a very remote area, a very beautiful area. It's roughly 9,000 feet above sea level, surrounded by mountains and streams and creeks and wildlife, just a beautiful place. And I had the privilege of spending two weeks there and serving on the staff with a group of people as we served uh, a number of married couples who came through on a retreat-like experience. Very, very powerful but while I was there, I, I experienced something that I want to share with you as we open up this episode today. I went with a group up to a certain point, an overlook, so that we could watch a particular sunset. And as we watched this sunset, uh, we were looking out miles away on a very clear night, miles away over a massive mountain range. These peaks were 13, 14,000 feet 
many 12,000 footers. It was just, it was magnificent. It was unbelievable to behold. And as the sun went down behind those peaks and all the colors and all the beauty, it was just, uh, I can't even describe to you in words what that moment felt like because we were watching God's creation simply display itself in a way that was indescribable. As we watched that, we reflected on the idea that today is done. This day is finished. Our, our past is behind us. Whatever happened today, the sun is setting on that. Whatever challenges we faced, the sun is setting on that. Whatever, whatever the, the, the troubles we dealt with, the sun is setting on that. And as we peered into this incredible mountain range, miles and miles and miles, the thought occurred to us that we were looking not only into the setting of the sun, but we were looking into the beginning of a new day because we were seeing vision for our future. We were seeing miles and miles and miles away. We never dreamed we could have attained any of that, but we were at least seeing it and, and grabbed a vision for it. What the group did not realize is that the very next day, we were going to all pile into a bunch of very capable four-wheel drive vehicles and go on a two to two and a half hour journey through very rugged, very steep, yes, even dangerous terrain. And we would arrive at the peaks that the evening before we were looking at. That's right. Those mountains that were miles and miles away, those peaks that were so majestic and so beautiful that we just thought, man, isn't that cool to look at? The very next day, we journey. We took a journey, what seemed to be an impossible journey, switchbacks, cliffs, narrow one-lane roads where on one side of a mountain, you could reach out and touch the mountain with your hand. On the other side, it's a drop-off of several thousand feet and sure death if you miss the road. We, we embarked on a journey to attain the heights that we had vision for the night before. And that's where I want to start with you today is that whatever you've been dealing with, whatever you've been going through, whatever you have been uh, striving over, the sun is setting on that, and this new day that is emerging right now presents to you an opportunity to get in a different vehicle, get in a more capable vehicle, get in something that is built for the journey, and trust that your Heavenly Father will lead you step by step. He is experienced. He knows the way. In fact, He says He is the way. And if you will simply say yes in just a little while, you're going to find yourself on top of a brand new peak that you've never experienced before. You're going to find yourself at a place you've never dreamed possible. Get that in your mind. Now, let me share with you just a quick story. I want to share with you some of my life. Now, on this program, several times we've shared our story of healing, and, and that's such a vital part of, of the makeup of who I am. But let me just kind of give you a backdrop. I want to I paint a picture and then bring you to a few points. I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised in a very traditional and legalistic Christian home, in fact. And uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful for the heritage that I have. However, there were some disadvantages to the way I was raised because our, our viewpoint of God was very myopic and very small. And quite honestly, it was limited because it did not, it did not allow for us to relate to him the way that I do today. Uh, when I be 
became about 13, 14 years old, I, I noticed in my heart, now I'm looking back on this as a grown man now, reflecting, so I didn't think about it like this then, but I, in my heart, there was discontent. Instinctively, intuitively, by the Spirit, whatever you want to say, I knew there was more out there that my Heavenly Father wanted me to experience and wanted me to, to know. But for whatever reason, I, I was in a context where that was not available to me. But that discontent began to grow, and I began to ask God, God, show me. What am I supposed to do? I was a kid, man. I was a kid. I was an immature kid is what I was. But I was hungry. At 16 years old, with my parents' blessing, I actually left the church that I had grown up in and went across town. I lived in Houston, Texas, and became a member at another church. It was a church where I became relationally connected to a family, and and unbeknownst to me at the time, that was God's way of leading me to an environment where I could begin to grow to the next level. And while there, I learned. I was exposed to many wonderful things. I I grew. I, I I met a lot of people, and I began to see a broader picture, and a little bit more of what God was wanting for me. This this gave me exposure, but I, it still provided me with a limited perspective as to where the ultimate journey would land me up. In 1987, I moved to Jackson, Mississippi. I thought, well, if I'm going to be a good Christian boy, and if I'm going to be uh, someone who impacts lives. I apparently need to go to seminary, so I I moved from Houston to Jackson, Mississippi to attend a Bible school there. And uh, in one semester, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, I am a one-semester dropout of Bible school. Uh, in one semester, I, I figured out very quickly that that was not what I was hungry for. I, I love the relationships. It was a great school. They provided a great education, but but that was not the thing that I'm looking for. And let me just explain what I mean by this. When you become hungry for something more, you won't necessarily know what the more is because the, the more is something new that you haven't seen before. Therefore, the, the, our tendency is to go after what we think it is or what we are familiar with what it might be. But we, once we get in the middle of that thing, we recognize, no, this is, not, this is not satisfying the appetite that has been conjured in my spirit or in my mind. So again, during this experience, I gained more perspective, but it was not everything that I was looking for. I left that Bible school and I traveled for about 12 months. And uh, while doing so, I made my 1997 Honda Accord a university on wheels. That was a great car. That was a great blue Honda Accord. That thing, man, I put 103,000 miles on that car in about three years uh, all over the country. But I made that vehicle a university on wheels. I listened to sermons. I listened to lectures. I listened to people like Zig Ziglar and Paul J. Meyer. I, I just began to immerse myself in a pursuit of I want to know more. I want to learn. I want to be a sponge. I want to, to grow my capacity because I, I recognized that I was becoming more because God was leading me to more. I want you to get that. I was becoming more as God was leading me to more. Now, what I didn't recognize at the time was that every experience that I was having along the way, every single one, the good ones, the bad ones, the, the successes, the failures, the 
the lame times and the great times, whatever they were, every experience along the way was literally a stepping stone to my next level. And, and by the way, life is lived on levels, experienced in stages. So every level has stages. And, and don't underestimate the value of just one experience you have, one conversation you have, one encounter you have with a business owner or a, a mentor or a pastor or a leader or a, a conversation at Starbucks. Never underestimate because every experience actually is adding value to this journey. In 1988, I met my wife in Dallas-Fort Worth area. Well, she wasn't my wife then, but she very soon was. We met in 88, and we married in spring of 89. That's right. Doesn't take me long to make up my mind. And I moved from Houston to Dallas. Very shortly after that, we connected with a a church body in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I was very quickly involved in leadership and eventually became a staff member of that church. Now, during those years, again, in various leadership roles, in various jobs, some that I enjoyed, some that I did not enjoy, some that I was good at, some that I wasn't good at, but every experience was adding value to my journey. I just want to emphasize this. 1996, I met a gentleman uh, from Southern Africa. His name is Tudor Bismarck. You've heard me mention him here on the program before. He is a bishop He oversees an incredible work around the world that's impacting nations, quite literally. And uh, we met, and I would just tell you that it was one of those, what I call divine appointments, where it was an arrangement that was made by God before he and I ever met. But when we met, we knew that God had arranged it. And as we began to travel together all over the world, again, wow, hundreds of churches, dozens and dozens of cities, several countries, And over those three, four, five, six, seven years, the first seven years or so, my exposure, my experience, my perspective, and my mind began to change because, again, I was growing into the space that God had destined me to come into. Great thing about those years was I experienced different cultures, obviously many denominations as far as religion goes experienced and got to know many different people groups, learned about their lifestyles, their cultures, their their ways, and so many wonderful things took place in that time. Now, you all have heard me tell the story of how my dad passed away in 1999, and that year was a crisis year for me. In fact, our marriage was in trouble. My life was in trouble. Everything about me was just messed up. And then in the year 2000, early 2000, my wife and I attended a training program called Pathways Core Training, Pathways Life Management. And uh, that program was written by Dr. Phil McGraw, Dr. Joe McGraw. And during that, that about two or three month process of going to several seminars and classes, my life was radically healed, radically changed. And my eyes were opened to an entirely different perspective as it relates to the mind and beliefs and and these areas in our lives that need to be healed. It really is where I began to discover healing because I was experiencing it on a very personal level. And out of that process, we began to pursue more understanding in those areas and writing papers and teaching seminars and various things. 
2003, many of you know that my wife and I planted a church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I will tell you that when we planted that church, by that point, I had I had really crafted in my heart and my mind the model that I felt like we were called to facilitate. I believe that, that in a way, based on the understanding I had at the time, that I saw us building something that was unique and different and not religious and not churchy and not not very traditional and certainly not institutional, but very relational. And as we launched into this this season of of this church pastoring, uh, very quickly my insecurities, the weaknesses in me regarding needing approval of men kind of seeped into the process. And we we began to very quickly become uh, the same thing that everybody else was. Does that make sense? Let me tell you what. You can have a very unique and very strategic calling on your life, but if you're not fully committed to trusting God in the process, what tends to happen is we move toward the expectations of other people. And when we move toward the expectations of other people, we begin to perform as they would like us to perform, provide the things they want us to provide, and we wind up doing things that really aren't in our DNA to do. That was me. During that same season, I wrote a book called The Ties That Bind. Many of you know about that. And the church was doing well and clicking along, and it was just, it was good. It was good experience. And we were learning a great deal. Our perspective was being grown and changed all the while. But along about 2009 or 10, I hit that spot again that was familiar to me. And that spot was discontent. You've heard me talk about the four phases of transition. And I was like, man, what is this? And I'm like, come on, man. I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing here. And, but yet I know there's something more, but I don't have a clue what that is. And I would say to you that God began to work on my heart concerning what my future looked like and where my impact should be. In 2012, I went on a retreat, a sabbatical, a five and a half day time away. And I've shared with you on the program about that before. But on that particular quest, I absolutely experienced something I've never experienced before. It was a formal invitation it was just, it's just, I just heard God say, come on, I, I'm inviting you to come hang with me because I want to take you some places you haven't been before. And oh, by the way, the places I want to take you and show you are not where you've been. They don't look anything like that. And I just, if you'll trust me, I'm going to walk this out with you. That's kind of the deal. Now I'm getting to my point here in this podcast. I know I'm giving you a lot of data you probably don't want, but listen, please, this is the deal. In 2012, I was invited, as, as Captain James Kirk once said, to boldly go where no man has gone before. And since that time, our journey has been one of unfolding. Because on that particular quest, I said yes, and I meant it. And because I meant it from my heart, we began to see things transition and change around us, in us, and through us. It's been remarkable. Our role in the local church has changed dramatically. My role outside as far as the work that I do, my podcasting, my speaking engagements, I've been doing more and more executive coaching and group coaching. 
more and more God is leading us into the marketplace to to work with people there. But more than all of that, I will tell you that I've learned it's just a day-by-day journey. It's, it's get up every day, every single day the sun comes up and say, all right, what are we doing today and where are we going? What's next? And that has been the most beautiful part about this place that we've been. So I brought you through this little bit of history to bring you to this point. Where you've been is not where you are going. Get that. Where you have been is not where you're going. You cannot continue to look behind you and expect to move into what is ahead of you. I want to share with you 12 things that I've learned on my journey. The last few years, let's just take these last few years. Of course, I'm always reflective on my entire life and how it's unfolded so strategically and so powerfully. But let me share with you what I know about this journey. 12 things. Number one, every place that I've been prepared me in some way for the next level or the next step. There has not been one moment in my life, not one season, not one job. Oh, boy, I didn't even talk about the jobs. Uh, you, you guys, if you know me, you know that uh, I worked at a car dealership in the service department. That is like a culture that is, well, we won't even go there. I, I worked in corporate America. I, I've done a little bit of everything, but I'm telling you, every single place I've been has prepared me in some way for what was next. That's a principle. You need to know that. Number two, God invites us on a journey into uncharted areas, but the choice is ours as to whether or not we go. It's an invitation. It's not a command. It's not an order. It's not a manipulative, twist your arm, you've got to do this kind of a thing. No, it is simply an invitation to go places you've never been before. Number three, if you say yes to the invitation, you must be willing to leave the past behind you and by faith walk into what is unseen. Now, let me explain that to you. Here's what I've learned. Number one, you've got to be willing to let go of the past and leave it. That, that's, that's part of it for sure. But it goes further than that because now I have to be willing to walk forward not knowing where I'm going. Did you hear what I said? It's kind of like Abraham. You know, He says that he left his home country and he went out not knowing where he was going. And yet he's called the father of faith. So here's the piece. Sometimes you don't have to have it figured all out. Sometimes you you really can't afford to to get scientific and detail-oriented about the future because sometimes your heavenly father just wants you to walk it out step by step and one day at a time. So if you say yes to the invitation, you have to be willing to leave the past, yes. But you have to, by faith, walk into what you have not yet seen. Number four, this is a big one. Don't look for familiar landmarks in the new territory. What? Yeah, see, we are creatures of habit. We we drive to work every day, drive to our offices, or drive to the grocery store, and we don't even think about where we're going because that drive, that path has become second nature to us. 
And whether we know it or not, unconsciously, we're checking landmarks along the way because we've seen them a million times. But listen, when you begin to navigate in uncharted territories, when you begin to have opened to you new arenas and new platforms and new opportunities, you will not find the old landmarks there. So don't look for familiar landmarks in the new territory. Number five, what was excellent on the previous level is at best mediocre on the new level. I want you to get that. Whatever you thought was the, the dog diggity, whatever you thought was the creme de la creme and the best of the best, whatever you were super proud of and thought was just all that and a bag of chips on your previous level, when you achieve and attain and move into a new place, what was acceptable as excellent on the previous level now is just standard and, and status quo. Now there's a new place to attain to. Number six, very important. Not every relationship you have will transition with you when you decide to go where God is taking you. Now listen, I don't tell you that to cause you to fear or to have angst or to be concerned or to be sad, and there will be some grieving through the process, I promise you. But I need you to know that not every relationship in your life will say yes to the invitation. Or maybe they're invited on a different journey. And they say, yes, but it's not where you're going. And not every relationship you have will transition with you when you decide to go where God is taking you. Number seven, the good news, the other side of that coin is new relationships or strategic relationships always show up in your life at the right time. I'm telling you, in the last three years, I can count literally 10 to 12 incredible, meaningful, very strategic, and very valuable relationships, brand new ones, God has brought into my life for the present season. So yes, not every relationship you've had will go with you to the next level. But I promise you this, you will not go alone because what you need in that new level will be provided to you in the new level. Number eight, be prepared for unexpected opportunities to present themselves to you. What do I mean by that? Listen, you have become accustomed to certain level of opportunity always being in front of you. Uh, you've reached a plateau, and on that plateau, you expect this to show up, that to show up, this person to do this, that opportunity to present itself. But I'm telling you, when you come into the new season, be prepared for unexpected, unorthodox, unusual opportunities to present themselves to you because they will. And if you're not prepared for that, if you're not looking for them, if you're not ready to receive them, you will miss those opportunities. So be prepared for unexpected opportunities. Number nine, set aside presuppositions and allow the Holy Spirit to ignite creative ideas, uncanny methods, and relevant models for the season that you're walking in now. In other words, don't try to, to put new wine, as the scripture says, in an old wineskin. Don't take what is new and try to make it fit an old model or an old supposition or an old belief system. Set those things aside and allow your mind to be renewed so that creativity and all kinds of answers and all kinds of solutions can 
come out of you for your generation. Number 10, walk in the place where you are going. You're like, what? <laughs> Listen, don't try detours. Don't try shortcuts. Don't be insistent on making your own way. Are you hearing me? Walk in the place where you are going. The Bible tells us that the steps of a good man or woman are ordered of the Lord. So here's the piece. Every day your job is to walk in the place where you're going. Just one step at a time. Don't try to to boogie around here or do the deal over there or try to go over that. No, just walk in the place where you are going. Number 11. This is an important one. It's something I've learned. What you talk about is what you're committed to. Do you know anybody, don't look in the mirror, who talks incessantly about the past and about yesterday and about what they've done and where they've been and what they, you know, boy, I remember 10 years ago when, listen, if you are talking constantly about yesterday, you're more committed to yesterday than you are today. Talk about your future. Talk about vision. Talk about ideas. Talk about your business. Talk about your ministry. Talk about the place where God's taking you. Talk about the revelation that you have today. What you talk about is what you're committed to. Stop fixating and yakking about the past. Are we thrilled about it? Yes. Are we happy for it? Yes. Was it valuable? Yes. Has it brought us to this place? Yes. But our past will not take us into tomorrow. Talk about your future. Number 12, the last thing that I want to share with you today that I've learned on my journey, one day is enough. What do you mean, Brian? Well, not too long ago, about six, eight months ago, I was away and I was out in the wilderness and I, I was on a river and I had this incredible desire. It was, it was, I was compelled to cross over the river. The river was a little bit deep at the point where I was sitting to swim over and uh, I didn't really feel <laughs> motivated to do that in the shape that I was in at the point. That point, uh, I saw a canoe upstream that I thought, well, I can grab this canoe and I can, after a while, I can just zip across there and I'll be able to, to go to the other side. I just felt like I had to go to the other side. Well, about an hour passed and I came to a stopping place in my day and I, I got up to go get the canoe and the canoe was gone. That's right, it had disappeared. I'm not sure if. Someone else had gotten it or what the deal was, but the canoe was, in fact, gone. So I began to hike upriver a little ways, maybe two or 300 yards, and I came to a place in the river where it was more shallow and there were rocks, and I felt like I could probably get across. Worst case scenario, I fall in the water, I get wet, whatever. So I, I work my way across ankle-deep rocks, and I get to the other side of the river, and I step on the bank of the river, and I hear God say this to me. Yes, God speaks to me. I hear him say, and by the way, he'll speak to you too if you'll listen. He says, I've wanted you to cross over and be over here with me for three years. He says, but I could not allow you to use anything built by man's hands to get here. Now, I've shared my story with you so you know that I had all kinds of tools in the toolbox all kinds of methods, all kinds of models, all kinds of institutions to rely on to get me where God was wanting me to go. But God said he didn't want me to use any of that stuff to get where he was taking me. He just wanted me to follow him. 
great metaphor with that canoe because the canoe, he was not going to let me use a man-made canoe to get across the river. It was a great metaphor. What a picture. And that night I shared some of that with my friends that were with me on this retreat and and I was excited about, you know, hearing that and I it just it just was a great day. Then I threw the big butt in there, but I really wish I would have gotten a better idea of what, you know, I'm supposed to be doing in this next season. I just I, I began in the same breath and being thankful for what I had received that day, I said, but, and then began to complain about what I didn't get that day. And a very dear friend of mine, who I am so grateful for, said to me, he says, what is your problem? I said, what do you mean? He says, why is it not enough that today God led you one step? Why is it not enough that today on this journey, you got this, 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 and this, why is it not enough? Why can't you just be thankful today that it's enough? I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that I was deeply, deeply convicted by that. In fact, I became very emotional because I realized what I got today was enough. This friend encouraged me, before you go to bed tonight, just lay your head on the pillow and thank God that today he ordered your steps. Today, he gave you insight. Today, he invited you a few more steps further on the journey. Today, it's enough. It's enough. Tomorrow's a new day. You know, I got up the next morning and went out for my devotions and just I was sitting out on the back patio of this big ranch house and looking out over the, the mountains, central Texas. And I'm sitting there, and in about five minutes, I got this download. And everything that I was fussing about that I didn't get yesterday, I got that morning. And I learned one day's enough. One day. So the 12 things again that I've learned. Number one, every place that I've been has prepared me in some way for the next level. Number two, God invites us on a journey into uncharted areas. The choice is ours as to whether we go. Number three, you say yes. You have to be willing to leave the past behind you and by faith walk into what is unseen. Number four, don't look for familiar landmarks in the new territory. They're not there. Number five, what was excellent on the previous level is mediocre at best on the new level. Number six, not every relationship you have will transition with you when you decide to go where God is taking you. Number seven, new relationships, strategic relationships, always show up in your life at the right time. Number eight, be prepared for unexpected opportunities to present themselves to you. Number nine, set aside presuppositions and limiting beliefs and allow the Holy Spirit to ignite creative ideas, uncanny methods, and relevant models for the assignment he's given you. Number 10, walk in the place where you are going. Number 11, what you talk about is what you are committed to. And number 12, one day is enough. I want to leave you with this scripture today. Philippians chapter number three, verse 13. Paul, an accomplished minister, someone who had planted churches and seen thousands of lives come to Christ because of his work, many, many miracles by his hands. And in 313 of Philippians, he says, brethren, I don't consider myself to have arrived yet, but there's one thing that I'm committed to. Forgetting everything that lies behind me 
and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say to you one more time, where you've been is not where you are going. Well, you can find all of the show notes and more information about this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 091. We would love to hear from you, your comments, your questions. We encourage you to engage with us on Facebook. That's where we do most of our conversations uh, with those of you who hang out with us often. Also, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+. You can find us there. We certainly hope you'll join us in conversation. Well, a few announcements for you in September. I've pushed it back a little bit. We've got our reasons for it. I'll explain more about that later. But in September, we are launching our Strategic Living Institute monthly seminar series here in the Dallas area. For more information, go to brianholmes.com forward slash seminars. You'll get all the information about that there. Also, I want to just give you a quick heads up. We're going to be launching a powerful, uh, life-changing group coaching program in the fall of 2015, just in a few months from now. And we're going to be telling you more about that. Be listening for details. Uh, That's going to be a great opportunity for you as well. If you'd like to have us speak for your conference, your church, your leadership event, please visit my speaking page at brianholmes.com forward slash speaking to find out more about that. We'd love to serve you in any way that we could. Well, I want to invite you to subscribe to our weekly email updates also to our podcast in itunes and share the love share this podcast with somebody that you care about let them know what's happening here at brianholmes.com well until next time god bless you we believe in you go make it happen